0: Without any further ado, I'd like to invite Pastor James Brown to come forward as he comes to share the word today. Thank you, brother. Thank you, my brother and friend, minister and leader. Um, And good morning, everyone. How are we? It's good. It's good. Well, uh, let... Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We want to learn from your word. We want to be guided by you, the living word, in our lives. We ask you to speak to us today. As this time of the end of the year and the new year ahead, Lord, let us reflect on your goodness and your work in our lives and the calling you have on our future we ask you to bring your truth and light into our hearts today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today, we're going to get to talk about a little thing called pilgrimage, uh, journey. And of course, this is in large in a large way in my thinking because of a certain psalm psalm 84 verse 5 that says blessed are those whose strength is in you whose hearts are set on pilgrimage often we come to the end of the new year and it's a time of reflection a time of thinking and pondering and figuring out things well and looking towards the year ahead and what has been well as I look and think and reflect I'm aware that sometimes I know this will be a shock to most of you but sometimes some people have thought that I'm a little bit strange might have been to do with the fact that I wore a purple beanie all of Year 7 at a new high school, just so I stood out different, because I didn't want to be known as Brownie's little brother. (sighs) Um, It might be for multiple reasons, but each of us is a bit unique. Each of us is a bit different, and that's good. It's not a bad thing. So as we come to consider this pilgrimage... We have a question, a big question, about our own weirdness, aka uniqueness, aka um, lots of other things there. (laughs) Are we at home or are we passing through? Now, Pastor Steve has just welcomed you here and said, welcome home. But do we belong here? Now, you might go, well, no, I I don't live in Griffith. I'm just visiting because of visiting family at this time of year. I, my my home church is somewhere else. But I'm not only talking about church. Are we just passing through? Now, pilgrimage, journeying. As you guys, a lot of you know, I've got to spend some time overseas and so I'm thinking, okay, which journey story do I want to tell? You know, it could be the tell about the family holiday to Townsville when I was 13 or something, where we had two weeks to get there and 24 hours to get back, which if you think about it, it's a very long long way to get back. Um, I could talk about Kokofa and walking up this mountain with these two lovely guys over here that was mountainous and hard, but instead I want to take us to India. So I got to live in a city called Siliguri for six months. Now, Siliguri, you don't find on the major India maps because it's not the capital of its state. Calcutta's the capital of its state, West Bengal. Siliguri, though, is in the little tiny neck of India. It's kind of like you got this bit down here. Up in this top corner, there's a little tiny neck where it's only 50 kilometres from Bangladesh to Nepal going through India. So there's three countries within that 51 kilometer radius, basically. But then India opens out into Meikleia, Bhut, uh up to near Bhutan, Myanmar. Anyway, so this town is called Siliguri. You won't proceed on the big maps because it's only got 500,000 people there. I oh, know. <laughs> but the train station is important because it's called NJP, New Jalpaiguri. I've forgotten the last word. Wow. No, Jalpaiguri. NJP. Now, I'd been there for a few months helping at our missionary training school. Then we had the summer holiday, which was two months where students would go back to their homes, go back to minister in their local churches and that sort of thing. So I got to go down with our leader to his place called Kerala, way down in South India. The problem NJP, right up the top, Kerala, right down the bottom. Now, Indian trains. I know you're all getting this picture of people everywhere. Actually, the long trains are really not quite like that. There's a bit of that happening, but the ones I saw and experienced, we, we travelled in what's called three-up AC, which is means there's three beds on and it's air-conditioned. It's great it's not first class it's not two up ac it's three up but it's just above the it's still got air conditioning and and your own and your own bed now njp the problem with this journey is the fact that we had to leave lunchtime monday and we didn't arrive until friday evening now you go yeah it's a long journey well was it was two and a half to three thousand kilometers I don't remember exactly the funny thing about it though is we left going northeast think about it we were up the top we are going northeast but we're trying to get down the bottom <coughs> that week the tickets weren't available from our pl- our NJP to Kochi the city we could only get a ticket from Guwahati, to Kochi. Now Gohati is about 10 hours north of east. So we left lunchtime Monday to get a local train, a smaller train, up to Gohati to get on to the other train and tw- it was literally 24 hours later we were at NJP again. <laughs> Thankfully I quite like it in train travels and they're quite comfy and uh, the food is awesome because all, every town you stop in, people come be- come round, the, ch- the Chaiwala's selling you cups of tea or, tea or coffee or whatever, and it was all really quite nice, and I enjoyed the time. But it's just hilarious to do this whole 24 hours in the wrong direction to get there. Now, what's that got to do with anything? I don't know. I just wanted to tell you a train story. <laughs> but it does remind us and remind me about the whole... Do we belong, I guess, is the question for us. Am I a foreigner needing a visa? Well, not here in Griffith. My passport's actually expired, which I need to update. But I'm not fearing the police because of my passport being outdated because I'm a citizen here. However, what about life? What about the world? Not just Griffith. Are we citizens here? Are we foreigners? Do we belong? Well, in Leviticus twenty-three uh, 25, sorry, God was giving out the instructions to the Israelites about what life would look like for them. And he says to them, uh, Leviticus 25, verse 23, the land shall not be sold permanently, for the land is mine. So they've now come into the promised land. The People have been hearing about this promised land for f- more than 400 years, and now they're there. And God says, hang on, it's not yours. This is mine. And then gives the instruction, for you are strangers and sojourners with me. And in all the land of your possession, you shall grant redemption, which means giving the person who originally owned it the right to buy it back if they go through... Troubled times, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Strangers and sojourners—they're are an interest, interesting words that I I quite like, and I want us to think of too in time terms of the new year. I don't know if you're big on New Year's resolutions. I'm not because I've tried too many, and but it is a great time to stop and think. I know of one of my heroes takes the time between Christmas and New Year, every year, well, she did before she passed away, to ask God for a verse for her for the next year. That would be the, the, you know, the theme verse of where God was wanting to stretch and lead and guide her for the next 12 months. And that's an interesting challenge for us, and as well as opportunity, mainly. Now, back to where we started. Pilgrimage. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Just a couple of the Hebrew words there for us. Bob, um, which is heart, and Mesilal, which is the pilgrimage. Um, the heart, which it's overwhelmingly translated as. But have a look at the different especially Numbers 5, 6 down. Our conscience. Where we have the seat of appetites. That's an interesting way to say it. it. It's in here that we get hungry. And it's in here that we have to be guided. And the seat of our emotions and passions, a seat of courage. Courage is not some instant reaction to a danger that we didn't see coming courage is understanding that things are going to be tough but i'm going to have a go anyway <laughs> it's seeing the danger and and running out in in spite of it and so to think through the fact that we're called to have a heart we're called for our whole being our whole self to be set on a pilgrimage is an interesting reflection from the Psalms and what it means for us. Now, pilgrimage is a unique word. It's not used very many times, 27 in the the King James. And it specifically is not just... As well as being a a journey or a, a place to journey, it's an elevated place to journey. Hence, viaduct, stairway, um, causeway. We call our roads highways, but they're pretty well flattened on the ground out here because we don't have that many issues with flooding. But if you think they are all higher than the ground around them, they are all elevated because journeying takes... To get somewhere, you've actually got to get out of the mud to get there. But, of course, that verse is not a verse alone. It's a verse in context. And I love verse 6 and 7 in how they place this. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. And then verse 10, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in tents in the tents of the wicked. And a few thoughts to highlight in those parts. The backer, a place. It's the only time the word is used in the Bible but remember we're talking about the middle east it's a it's a valley in palestine however don't think of a nice you know who's got anybody going east for christmas new year january sometime you think of some of the valleys i'm specifically thinking of fitzroy falls and you know king valley if anybody's heading that direction no they're all lush green beautiful places this is in the middle of the desert And so the valley of Baca talks about weeping. It talks about suffering. It talks about pain and difficulty. But we don't live there. Key words at the start of that same verse, pass through. passing through the valley of Bacca brings hope in difficulty. When our strength is in God, when we're set on our journey with him, we can pass through that valley and make it a place that brings life, A a place of springs a place of pools. You know, um, I I might have mentioned this before, I, I don't know, but a couple of months ago, getting to see Pastor Rodney come back into church and stand and worship God, waving his stick in the air, brought a tear to my eye, almost, as I reflected on the fact that he has had a tough year. And, I don't know, but I would probably guess that it was a valley of weeping. However, the joy that it brings to see my pastor and leader walking through the journey with his heart set on God, being able to come and join us and worship God together, knowing that that is and will bring life to others and to... in in that family is wonderful and it brings great joy and I'm sorry to embarrass you like that brother but it, it seriously brings great joy to see people walking through they go from strength to strength we think of going to Zion that it, that is a, a term for heaven as a weakness because we see a weak body often before death but the bible doesn't work completely towards it's not limited by our head and neither is god's word he says going from strength to strength as we go god's way to the eternal city then there's this verse at the end Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper. Now, what's a doorkeeper? We don't have them in our societies. But not they, they weren't daily wage workers because they weren't free. They were servants. They were slaves. Who are people who dwell? Well, they're owners. They live. They have freedom. And the psalmist writes... I would rather be a slave in your house, God, than to have my own freedom elsewhere. And that's an important point to remember for us all. You do not belong. 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 to 17 says, Do not love this world nor the things it offers. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers you only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything else we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. At Christmas time, there's gifts everywhere, often. There's massive boxing day sales, and I get excited because I go, not so much for the stuff, the stuff I'm all about the discount. I'm all about, "Oh, what can we save?" And we need to be reminded that all this stuff, all these nice new clothes, you know, I was—I didn't quite figure the wording, but to say, you know, how we get to start a new, new year with a spring in our step because we've got new socks and probably the elastic on our waist is probably better too because we might even have new boxes. Well, it's all stuff, and that's great because we need some stuff to live, but the stuff can't be the aim and we have to remember that we don't actually belong that we're passing through and so with that we're going to have a song thanks Riven Tasty lies. This world will try to trick you, then kick you between me. down this world is Hebrews chapter uh, 11 verse 13 says, now it's Hebrews 11 is the verse that talks about some of the great men and women of faith and says, these have all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them from afar off. They were assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth, on the earth. For those who say such, things, declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out of, they would have had opportunity to turn back. If they wanted to return to the world that they knew, if that was their focus, they could have. God would have let them. But instead and that is verse 16 but now they desire a better that is a heavenly country therefore god is not ashamed to be called their god for he has prepared a city for them passing through somewhere if this new year is not about the world it's not about what you can do to your house because I say as a man who doesn't have paint on his lounge room walls yet, there's a lot of stuff that I think about, about my house and what I need to focus on and do. I have to remember that, hang on, it's not that. This stuff's passing away. What is the eternal stuff? Where should my focus be? Well, Paul wrote, maybe it was Paul that wrote that in Hebrews, we don't know. But he was, whoever it was, was celebrating the fact that the men and women that have done good things, who are God's children, don't focus on what they know and see and remember. They focus on the heavenly calling on their lives. And Paul also wrote in uh, Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14, Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which christ jesus took a hold of me brothers and sisters i do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead i don't know if you want to forget 2018 or parts of it but we're called to don't let what has happened good or bad be the focus strain towards what is ahead i press on towards the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenward in christ jesus but our citizenship is in heaven verse 20 says and we eagerly await a savior from there the lord jesus christ perspective let's think about our perspective this year and in the days and weeks ahead as we think of what 2019 might bring let us be very clear about where our aim or where our target is because God is in our lives he is active and abundantly working leading us through tough things, that life will come out of them. And so I want to finish with this verse. 2 Corinthians 2.14 But thanks be to God, who, is, who in Christ always leads us. He is on the journey with us. Not behind us, leading us. He leads us in triumphal procession. Leads us to get across the finish line as the last? No. He leads us to win. Triumphant procession, a procession is a winning race. It's good, it's celebratory, it's wonderful. And he leads us there. And through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. What fragrance are we giving off of God? When people see us in our home or at the plaza or the cafe, can they smell God on us? Our neighbours might be driving past our garden, but do they know it's a place of beauty because of trees or a place of beauty because of God's work in our hearts as he leads us? That's got to be our aim this year. That, That fragrance... Of God will smell a lot better than our bo, because sometimes we stink. But thankfully, God's good at that; he can deal with that. It's not a walk. We're called to be perfect. We are called to be perfect in, but not in our own strength. He can deal with the bo so that we can give off His fragrance as we journey through with God. Can we pray together? And band, can you come? Lord, we want to smell like you. We want to give off a good fragrance. We want to set our hearts on the journey with you not on the world not on the millions of other messages that would distract us from you lord help us set 2019 as an opportunity to walk your way to give off a fragrance as you lead us in a triumphant procession A journey of victory. Lord, we don't belong here. Remind us we don't belong so that we can be focused about where we do belong and bringing other people with us on that journey. Lord, as 2018 for many people in many ways has been a valley of weeping. Help them see the life that you bring as we set our hearts on you. Those who are still walking through weeping, who are still in the valley, help them set their heart toward you as you lead them out. Lord, we pray that that will be a swift exit from the valley. But that the life that comes because of it, because of the time there, because of the difficulty and the suffering, Lord, will be long-lasting life. Life that is not just there for a day and gone. Lord, bring life through our lives to other people as they smell your work on us, in us, and through us in 2019. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.